Hey there, my name is Wendy, and I'm an environmental toxins lawyer who is obsessed with showing women how to toss the toxins out of their life and embrace a more holistic lifestyle. I'll be dishing up bite-sized but binge-worthy episodes on all things detox, low-tox, and what's that toxin, and what is it really doing to my health? I'm breaking it all down for you, separating the myths from the facts and pulling back the curtain on the products and beauty industry. You'll hear my unfiltered and sometimes unpopular, but honest opinions. No topic is off limits. We'll dive into what's really causing our thyroid issues, hormone imbalances, infertility, and more. Think of it as a crash course for all things holistic living, but for real life. You don't have to do everything. You just have to start somewhere. Let me show you how. This is the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Welcome to episode 36 of the Detox Dilemma Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy, and today we're going to talk about red light therapy and your thyroid. And I'm going to cover some basics here and explain what red light therapy actually is, what terms like red light, near infrared, all of those fancy words that people use to talk about red light therapy in general, how it actually works in your body. And then I'm going to talk about some really cool cutting edge science published peer-reviewed research articles that talks about how red light therapy could potentially be used to heal your thyroid and even improve Hashimoto's. And I think that's a really good place to start, actually. I'm going to give you a little bit of history about me. I was diagnosed at 25 years old with hypothyroidism, which is my thyroid runs slow, which is different than hyperthyroidism, where you have an overactive thyroid. And after years of fighting doctors who just would not do a full thyroid panel and kept just checking TSH, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone, and my free T4, those were the only two tests that I could get any endocrinologist to do. And I was in range, but I was low in range. But because I was in range, they just told me I was fine and I didn't have a thyroid problem. Well, I wasn't fine (laughs) at all. I was cold all the time and I had been tracking my basal body temperature every single morning. So I knew that I was, my body was running at like 96 degrees, which is ridiculously low. I had been trying to get pregnant for about a year and couldn't conceive. My scalp was itchy. I was losing hair. I was breaking out. I had acne and I was so tired. Now, I was also in my final year of law school, so I had a lot of stress going on. So, you know, the doctors would say, oh, you're just under a lot of stress. That's all. I knew that was bullshit. I just knew. So I just kept searching for a doctor who knew better and would do better. And so I finally found a DO, a doctor of osteopathy, who did do a full panel. Now, that full panel did not include antibodies. I didn't learn about Hashimoto's until later. But at the time, this doctor actually ran all of the thyroid tests other than the antibodies that you would need to take a look at what your thyroid was doing. And if you need a full thyroid panel or you don't even know what a full thyroid panel looks like, go listen to episode number six of the podcast. It's called, Have You Had a Full Thyroid Panel? Go listen to it. You can go and get your tests done, an at-home kit. Paloma Health is a great partner, a great way to get a full thyroid panel. So go listen to that. But I finally got a full thyroid panel done. And what we found was I did not convert T4 to T3. So when somebody finally tested my T3, which is the actual active form of your thyroid, it was in the tank. Like it was so bad. 
And my doctor was like, well, no wonder you feel terrible. (laughs) I was pumping out reverse T3, you know, wasn't converting correctly in my liver. And I felt so relieved. Like, I'm not crazy. And this isn't just stress. And I'm not, you know, it's not all in my head. And I think there's a lot of gaslighting that goes on sometimes in, you know, Western medicine, especially amongst endocrinologists. They are not my favorite (laughs) profession. There are some amazing ones out there. I personally have not had good experiences with them. They just won't do the testing. And I think the testing is so important. And if I hadn't gotten it done, I don't even know where I would be. So fast forward. And I had a doctor I really loved in San Diego who during my very first round of doing a thyroid panel with him, and this is when I returned from living in Europe. So he was a brand new doctor at the time and he did a full thyroid panel, but he also did the antibody test, the TPO antibodies. And he said, do you know you have Hashimoto's? (laughs) And I knew I had hypothyroidism this entire time, but I had no idea I had Hashimoto's. Now, granted, That year, I suffered a significant loss and was deep in grief and stress and moving from another country. And so I don't know if that maybe triggered me to have Hashimoto's or if I had it the entire time. I have no way of knowing that for certain. But as of five, six, seven years ago, I knew I had both Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. I was doing all the traditional things. I take Armour Thyroid. And I took a lot of it. I mean, like a lot of it. Like my thyroid was so bad that it basically wasn't producing anything on its own. I was like full replacement, full hormone replacement for my thyroid. I always chose and did so much better on a natural dissectant thyroid. I never did well on medications like Synthroid or anything like that. They always made me feel terrible. So I have for as long as I can remember taken since I had my hypothyroidism diagnosis. And then, if you know, three years ago, I moved to Virginia and it was the height of COVID. And I was working from home for the first time in my life. And I was in a relationship where I had a partner helping me raise my kids. I was going for walks in the woods. I moved to a lake in rural Virginia and my life just really slowed down a lot. And I got really serious about healing and it became a conscious decision. I know it's possible to heal and I'm going to do what I need to do to do it. And I was finally in a place in my life, you know, I wasn't a single mom working the rat race, the first kids to get dropped off in the morning, last ones to get picked up, doing everything myself. I finally had space to breathe and figure out how to manage my stress and really just get to the core of what was causing my Hashimoto's to begin with. And that was a long-winded way to get to (laughs) the topic of red light therapy. So I am not going to sit here and tell you, oh my gosh, yes, red light therapy healed my thyroid. It is why my Hashimoto's is in remission. You know, I say I healed my Hashimoto's. There's a lot of debate about whether or not it, you know, it actually goes away completely. People who are able to heal and no longer have those high antibodies, you know, are they in remission, but they're more likely for it to come back? Or, you know, can you really permanently heal from it? That's who knows. But Either way, I'm not no longer actively in the illness of Hashimoto's. My antibodies are within normal range now. Now, I didn't just do red light. And so that's the thing. I have no way of knowing the role, how big of a role that red light played in my healing journey because I was working on regulating my nervous system. I was getting morning sunshine 
and using blue light blockers at night so I could get eight hours of good quality sleep, which I had never done before. I put my feet in the ground and I was grounding as often as I could. I was really serious about my minerals and loving my adrenals with adrenal cocktails and really upping my mineral intake. I cut gluten out of my life and I mostly eat real food, whole foods. I don't eat like hardly any processed foods anymore. I walk in the woods 10,000, at least 10,000 steps a day. I listen to all the birds in the woods and I do weightlifting. I lift weights three to four times a week on my Peloton app in my house in our home gym. And I just prioritized my well-being. And so, yeah, red light was one of the things that I have done every single day. And do I think it's made a difference? Absolutely. Can I say it's the only thing that worked? No, but I think the science speaks for itself. So let's dig into this episode and let's talk about red light therapy. So red light therapy is also called low-level light therapy and cold laser therapy. So all three of those things are where I'm talking about red light therapy. That's what I'm talking about. And it involves exposing your skin to red and near-infrared light between the wavelengths of 660 nanometers and 890-ish nanometers using LED lights. These specific wavelengths don't burn or damage your skin. So unlike UVA or UVB rays that you're getting from tanning beds or from the sun itself, you're not getting that in red light. But rather than, you know, getting all of that UV from the sun, the way that it works is through photobiomodulation. And that's a big word. But basically what it means is our mitochondria, which is like our body's power system, we have these little antennas that pick up light. And when it picks up light, it activates processes inside our mitochondria that then produce ATP, which is basically our body's energy currency. And so when we provide our mitochondria with this specific kind of light, it can actually mitigate some of the dampening from our environmental stressors. So it makes our mitochondria work more effectively. And why is it important for our mitochondria to act more efficiently? Our Every single cell in our body has mitochondria, apart from red blood cells. And the mitochondria in our cells, they are fueled by ATP. So if you can get mitochondria to work better and more efficiently and basically give it more fuel, then it can do its job better and that its job is to heal our body. So in a nutshell, the specific wavelengths of red light stimulate our mitochondria to produce more ATP, and then that allows for more robust cellular and tissue regeneration. And what that looks like in real life is a better complexion, better collagen production in your skin. It lowers inflammation, quicker healing from energy, and yes, even thyroid healing. If you're anything like me, switching to a natural deodorant was the most difficult toxin-free swap. I think when all was said and done after doing all the pit detoxes I found on the internet and trying over 15 toxin-free brands, not exaggerating, I was left, well, stinky. I needed something that worked. Some legit just did not work at all. And some used too much baking soda that while I didn't stink, it eventually left a nasty rash. Not fun. But then along came Primally Pure, 
and it worked great. I smell amazing and no rashes. And now it's my favorite deodorant and my entire family uses it. My husband prefers the charcoal version and I'm obsessed with the citrus vanilla. But if you've struggled to find a natural deodorant that works, you're going to want to give this a try. Hop on over to www.detoxyourpits.com and use discount code WendyCatherine at checkout for 10% off. But before we jump into the really cool science, I do want to answer the question I know you're probably asking yourself, which is how is red light therapy different than infrared saunas, right? Like if you get into a blanket sauna or you use a red light sauna, how is that different? So there's a couple differences. One of them is wavelength and one of them is penetration depth. So the wavelengths used in red light therapy are what I already talked about. You're in the mid 600 nanometer range and the mid 800 nanometer range. But infrared saunas typically emit infrared rays at wavelengths greater than a thousand nanometers. So the smaller range of red light doesn't really heat up your body. It does a little bit. When you're doing a red light session, you can feel warmth. But the wavelengths in the infrared saunas, they're strong and they actually heat you internally. And the penetration depth is also very different. So for red light therapy, those specific wavelengths, they penetrate your skin about five millimeters into your skin. Now that has to be a really high quality red light. And we'll talk about how to shop for red lights in a second, but about five millimeters is what the science is showing, you know, a good red light therapy device. Infrared saunas, the light penetrates a good three to four centimeters into your tissue. So that deep penetration actually leads to that sweating that you get, which then detoxifies your body, burns calories. And so you're in a sauna type environment. So I'm not talking about infrared saunas on this episode. We're just going to talk about red light therapy. But I did think it was important that you understood the difference between the two. I definitely love, love, love my infrared sauna. We will save that topic for another episode. In this episode, we're just talking about that red light. I want to share with you one of my absolute favorite new things. So last month, Primally Pure gifted me a brand new product that they were coming out with. They sent me the jar. They didn't tell me anything about what was in it whatsoever. And they said, just try it and let us know what you think. And you know, I'm not really a big change up my skincare kind of person. I love my oil cleansing. I make my own. But if you're somebody who doesn't like to DIY, I love Primally Pure. And I support Primally Pure and I work with Primally Pure because they make unbelievably clean, organic products. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. It had this weird red brick colored texture to it. So I knew there was something that had you know, high antioxidants in it. And I started using it and I recognized some of the smells. I could tell they had some lavender, some helichrysum, some frankincense. I knew these essential oils were part of my scar roller that I make. So if I ever need to like heal a scratch or a scrape or something I don't want to scar over, I'll use those oils. So I knew that it had some potent healing components to it. And after a month, I have to tell you, I'm absolutely in love with this product. It is called Antioxidant Bomb. And I was super pumped when it finally launched and the ingredients came out and I found out what was in it and I was right. 
It has grass-fed tallow, which gives it its nice smooth moisture that I love so much. It does have lavender, frankincense, and helichrysum. I was right. And it's got rosemary extract and plum kernel oil and green coffee oil. And it's just so good for things like discoloration and clarity. I just love it. I think it's going to become my winter staple, dare I say. I'll still use my face serum, but I think when I go to bed at night, this is going to go on over my serum. I think you will absolutely love Primally Pure's antioxidant balm. Go down to the show notes, click the link, and use the code WendyCatherine at checkout, and you will get 10% off of every single order. Now, there's a lot of science going on on this right now, but one of my favorite studies that has ever been done on this topic was a randomized controlled study that was done where they took 43 patients and they took half of them and said, okay, you're going to do this um, red light therapy for 10 sessions. That was it. They did 10 sessions. And then they had the placebo group that didn't do any sessions of red light therapy. And then they had those people that were participating stop the use of, they were all on levothyroxine, which is a T4 thyroid supplement. And every single person participating in this study had autoimmune-induced hypothyroidism. So just like me, it's exactly what I had. This is actually the most common form of hypothyroidism is this Hashimoto's autoimmunity-induced hypothyroidism. So after 30 days, they figured out how much levothyroxine that a person needed to take in order to get to a a stable thyroid function for T3, T4, free T, and they tested free T4. And then they also did it nine months post withdrawing from that levothyroxine. And you guys, this is absolutely incredible. The results showed a significant difference between the amount of the levothyroxine dose required to treat the hypothyroidism as compared to before in the group that did the red light therapy. So basically, the group that did the red light therapy, they were able to significantly decrease the amount of levothyroxine that they needed in order to be at a baseline healthy normal range for all of their thyroid function. At the very end of the conclusion of the study, they actually say, These findings suggest that red light therapy was effective at improving thyroid function. That is absolutely incredible. I also want to mention 47% of the people who were in the controlled study, which means they actually had the red light therapy, 47% were able to come off of levothyroxine completely, which means they're no longer taking any thyroid meds. And nine months later, they're still not. And while this is a small study, I think it's so important, it's so incredible, and it shows the possibilities of what red light therapy could do to those of us who suffer from hypothyroidism. I've actually found over a dozen studies on this and even more on things like inflammation. And it's interesting because the researchers don't understand, you know, what is it? What is it that is making, you know, the thyroid heal and work better? Is it because the mitochondria are naturally healing the thyroid? Is it because we're lowering inflammation in the body, which is sometimes an underlying stressor of people who have autoimmune disease? I mean, we really don't know. There's still so much we don't understand about red light therapy, but we do know that it is a really promising therapeutic option for people who have thyroid disorder. So I use my red light on my thyroid every single day. I hold it up to my actual thyroid gland. I hold it just like a few, you know, um, inches away from it. And I do like a full 12 minute session with my red light. Now there are some things about these studies that are really important to note. 
these studies done, the red light therapy they were using were in those wavelengths that I was talking about, right? That 660 nanometers for the red light and then like that 850 nanometers for the near infrared. So they specifically were looking at those wavelengths. Another really important thing to know is that they were looking at the irradiance and the power that was coming out of the actual red light at over 100 megawatts. That's important because there are a lot of red lights on the market right now, right? It's becoming so cool. If you go on Amazon, you can find all kinds of cheap red lights. Those are not the red lights that we are talking about. They, The red lights that have been studied that actually have this therapeutic benefit are within the specific parameter of red light. Years ago, when these studies started to come out, you could only really get that kind of red light therapy at a doctor's office or at a holistic center that had, you know, the the big red lights, the big powerful red lights. And as science has been working through this, now we have smaller and smaller and smaller and stronger and stronger and stronger. And so there are some really phenomenal companies that are coming out with high quality red lights that are affordable, right? They used to be thousands and thousands of dollars. And now you can buy one for like, you know, 350 bucks. I actually have an option you can get for that's 250 bucks with my coupon off. And so the last thing I will say about this is that don't buy a cheap red light. You know, these, if it's a crappy quality thing, you can burn your skin, you can do some tissue damage. You don't know what kind of light or power or EMF. A lot of these devices are really high in EMF is being put off. And so you can do more harm than good. So red light is amazing and I love it and I use it every day, but you've got to be careful and get it from a company that you actually trust. I'm so excited to see where the research takes this topic. I have seen really cool stuff on rheumatoid arthritis and neuropathy that's happening right now. And I think the future of red light therapy is going to be an amazing one. Okay, so let's talk about what red light companies I support, fully vetted, the ones that I trust, the ones that have zero to almost non-existent EMF. They have the irradiance that you need, the wavelength that you need, and they're cost-effective to bring into your home. So the one that I use the most is Loombox. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably have seen me using it fairly often. It is travel sized, it is battery powered, and it is probably the highest quality, strongest megawatt on such a small device. And it's my favorite. It's made by a doctor who I trust. It's a company that I absolutely trust and stand behind their products. And I do have a link that is in the show notes and you can get $250 off of the loom box. So that will be in there. The other company that I love and support and choose to work with is Bond Charge. Bond Charge doesn't just have the mini red light that you can get. They have the large panels. They have the infrared saunas. They have the nighttime blue light blockers. They have the red light bulbs that I use. They are a company that is going places and I'm excited to go there with them. They are, they have phenomenal quality. They have phenomenal specs and they take such care for the quality of their products and that the way that they support their consumers. So I have a code for 15% off if you want to try Bond Charges Light. They also have some larger plug-in panels if you wanted more of a full body experience instead of just a small travel device that you can hold up to your thyroid. I use mine not just on my thyroid, but I also do a session on my face 
It's amazing with melasma, skin elasticity, clarity of your skin, acne. I mean, it's just, I love red light. I love red light therapy. So I hope you learned something on this episode. If you have any questions, pop over to my Instagram and send me a message. I'm always there answering questions, engaging with this amazing community. And I just really appreciate and value each and every one of you that is listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next week. You, my friend, have officially finished another episode of the Detox Dilemma podcast. And if you want more, head over to wendycatherine.com to get all the show notes and links to discount codes from our amazing partners. If you're looking for something specific to help you detox your home, make sure you check out my toxin-free shopping guide at toxinfreeshoppingguide.com. It's organized by category and makes detoxing your home simple. I'll see you next week. And until then, I hope your life is getting just a little less toxic.